Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you are joining us for another hope-filled message. And our prayer is that you are encouraged by this powerful Sunday sermon. Well, I am excited. I'm going to pray and we're going to get into God's Word. Father, we thank You that You are true to Your Word. We can trust You. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that You will enable the words that I've prepared to come from Your Spirit and Your heart. There'll be moments where there will be an exchange between heaven and earth and we'll receive something from You. For everyone that's struggling today, there'll be a moment where hope, the infusion of hope, will captivate our hearts. We pray for those we're sitting next to, that you bless them abundantly. And Father, I pray you'll help me today in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I had one of those weeks. Thanks, team. I had one of those weeks where it was great. I did a lot of fun things. Uh, In fact, I went fishing with some buddies. Of course, uh, my son, Luke, and um, another great friend, Jason. And we went right out deep, and I was 12 hours on the water. Because you realise when you take Pastor Luke with you, you've got to pray a lot for fish. And uh, sorry about that, Pastor Luke up at North. But uh, we had a great day. But uh, this morning, I just couldn't get the technical things working. And uh, even last night, because they had updated the whole sort of update system and whatever they do, they're on computers and this wasn't working with that. So I found myself thinking, God, I can't do this. Only to be reminded, it's not you who really does this but my hand is with you. How many have moments like that where it's kind of like, oh man, this is tough right now. But again, I I just keep encouraging people, be real with the tough times, the failure times, the dark times, the winter seasons. Just be upfront with that and let God speak into them. So we are praying that God will move today. A couple of weeks ago, I started a series called Foundations Form Futures. And I often think a lot about what I say and this whole feeling or thinking about forming. Foundations literally shape, they create, they determine futures. So often we are living out of a foundation that is not the right foundation and we wonder why everything's so tough, how everything goes wrong. We wonder why, where is God in the mix? But God is wanting to build godly foundations and teach us how to build the right kind of foundations. So if you weren't here a few weeks ago, I encourage you to get a copy of the message and let it just minister to you. But we're going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, one more time, verse 10. And this is what the Apostle Paul writes. And I love the way that he writes because he speaks out of Revelation. He says, according to the grace of God, which was given to me. He then says, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation." It's kind of like often we're asking God to do something that He's given us to do. He says, I realise God is with me, God is for me, and God has created a pathway to salvation, but I'm the builder. And as a wise master builder, I lay the foundation. And yet when I lay that foundation, I realise another builds on it. How you live, the foundations that you operate from, not only affect your life and your future, they affect the people that are in your world. And so God is looking for us to build the right kind of foundations. And so again, another builds on it. So let each one take serious heed. I add that extra word because that's the emphasis. Take heed how he builds on it. This is not just a decision you make once in your life. 
It's not a decision that you make periodically. It's a decision you make every day. What kind of foundation am I going to build upon? The understanding of that. I had an interesting thing happen this week. In fact, uh, my brother asked me to go with him to a boat shop. I know a little bit about boats and I love them. And I went and looked at some boats, walked into this boat shop, which I had been in before a number of times. And the owner was there working on Saturday. And he said to me, he said, oh, how are you doing? He didn't, I'm not sure if he knew my name, but how are you doing with your journey of cancer? And I said, I don't know what I've told you, but uh, I said, I had a three month prognosis two and a bit years ago. And obviously I'm still standing today. He said, wow, yeah, amen. Well, he didn't say amen, but you know, that was his spirit. <laughs> that's his future talking. He said, he said, yeah, wow, that's, that's amazing. And we talked quite a bit. And then he said something which astounded me. He said, so the man upstairs must be involved. I don't know if he's got any faith or he's had a touch of faith. I don't know where he is. I don't know what foundation he's walking on, but that's what he said. Then in the shop, there was one other person and the other person said, oh, wow, that's, that's amazing. He says, one of my family members has just found out they've got cancer. So uh, what sort of treatment you want? And I said, well, I'll tell you about the treatment, but I'll also say, I believe that how I'm standing today is threefold. There's three things I've done. One is very important, and that is I have a faith. I have a trust and a relationship with Jesus. Not a religious way of living, but a relationship with Jesus. Two, I've got great medical treatment, and they're always discovering things. And thirdly, I stay by God's grace and with help, positive. Because if you allow defeat to be the loudest voice, you're already prophesying your future. Some of you need to hear that today. But I wanna teach and I wanna talk about what I've learned or am learning about building the right kind of foundations. How I build today determines what I will experience tomorrow. So even if your past is something you don't wanna face, start building right today. Build the foundations. Paul doesn't just finish there at first 10 saying that we are to call, are called to lay uh, the right kind of foundation as a wise master builder. But in verse 11, he says, I, sorry, for no other foundation can be laid than that which is laid, get this, which is Jesus Christ. We are today, I thought about this in the first service actually. We are today in a world, everybody is looking for an answer. They're looking for value. They're looking for purpose. They're looking for answers to questions that they haven't found answers for. But if you don't lay a foundation solely as Jesus, you will never find the answer to that question. You can't find the answer to the value question, the identity question, all the questions that we face in life until there is one foundation that's been laid. God Himself said, that's the foundation. That might sound tough, but I'm trying to help people because when you find that foundation, you can begin to build something that is sustainable and is gonna build a great future. Too many of us build our future. We build on things like, again, human security. Some of us find ourselves even building our lives on disappointment. All we talk about to other people is our disappointment. And that's the foundation of our conversation. And so it becomes the foundation of our lives. We can build our foundation on personal giftings. Well, look what I built. Yeah, your gifting 
You've got some great gifts and you've developed those gifts and you've built something grandiose, but that doesn't mean you're gonna build something that will last the storm. And God's saying, there's no other foundation that is laid except Jesus Christ. Foundations we saw already determine what we can build. Weak foundation, you won't build something of strength that will stand the test. Foundations, by the way, are exposed when we come under pressure. It's like, what's the point? Just give up. That's a foundation speaking that doesn't exist. God wants us to build the right kind of foundations. Thirdly, we talked about foundations, or they are exposed under pressure. That was the second one. And then foundations that last are gonna cost you something. We don't wanna pay the price, we want a gift. We want everything now. It's not your fault, you don't have to take any responsibility. No, they are something that are gonna cost you and me something, challenging. And for all of us, we discover via God's Word that, again, foundations literally prophesy your future. So I gotta get my foundations right and if they're not right now, I've gotta repair them and it does cost you. It's like renovation. I don't know if you've ever done renovation, but I'm quite practical and I love doing it. But it's like, we could renovate that until you start. <laughs> then you have bigger problems than you had before. Whereas if you build right from scratch, it's a lot easier rather than trying to renovate something that's old. And if your value system has not been based on God's priorities, you're gonna struggle and there's gonna be time needed to build the strong level of foundation. I've got Pastor um, Scott with me because I don't know that he's here. I can't see with my right eye. But no, seriously, I have some limitations in my cognitive still ability and even recognition of words sometimes. I find that hard. So when it comes to reading, I, uh, I found out something in the first service. Somebody told me, you, you know that you can uh, go to Siri and she can read it if you open it. I said, thank you. I just got some wisdom right there. But I've got Siri on stage with me. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to read Matthew, Pastor Luke, chapter 7 and verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Well-known Scripture. If you said, well, I don't like reading, let me put it to you in a short sentence. Right now, you're either building on sand or rock. Sand will build what looks the same as that which was built on a rock. But the moment the elements hit you, it dissipates. And Jesus said, I'm the rock. And He said, build my way and you'll have lasting significance and you'll have my hand. And we only build on the two. And I, I thought, well, what's a picture of foundations today? In the old days, they always built on rock. So it made sense. But today we build on concrete. Concrete has four elements. If you understand, it's got metal. What that is, is broken down rocks, basically. It provides the strength of what will remain. With it comes sand, cement, and water. 
Then there comes the stirring and the combining together, making sure that it all works as one. And then it has to be allowed to settle and strengthen. And then you can build on it. Yet we are in a society that we just wanna keep on building. So I'm just trying to share some thoughts and I wanna today talk about, okay, I shared about what foundations are, but godly foundations consist of certain things. I wanna give you four of them that I've discovered in my life. There are others, but these four really came to heart for today. And I wanna share them with you. The first one, if you wanna build a godly foundation, not just a normally strong foundation, but a God-centered foundation that has strength, then the first thing you have to develop is faith and faithfulness. People of faith. How can you stand when you get a prognosis like I got, many people have got? Because you say, God is bigger than the prognosis. Have faith that God can do anything. I would say to many Christians, yeah, you're a believer, but I'm not sure you're living by faith. How have we seen God do what He has done over the years of the existence of life and earlier years? How come God has moved so phenomenally? Because there have been people that have made decisions based on an absolute word from God and an activation of man. And faith has turned the impossible and made it possible. And today I want to encourage you that faith is where God begins to move. God is looking for channels and vehicles of faith. It's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, things are going all right. Yeah, well, what are you doing by faith? What do you mean? What are you doing that naturally is impossible, naturally is not visible, naturally seems like something that will never change and you're standing in front of it and saying, we're starting the process now because we're gonna begin to move and live by faith. Well, my marriage pastor You've already given up believing it could be better. Come on, by faith, if you do the right things, faith and faithfulness can turn the foundation around so that you can build a marriage for the future. Come on, somebody say amen, please. Every one of us, wherever we find ourselves, are not at the end of the story. We're at the beginning of an opportunity. And if God is the cornerstone, if God is the firm foundation, if God is the foundation that He laid, He's saying it includes faith and faithfulness. Paul writes in Galatians chapter three, and he says this, the just or those that say they are right with God and accept God's forgiveness and righteousness, the just, the justified, what do they do? They live by faith. Man, I, I, I think I do just about preach faith my whole lifetime. But I want to preach more on it. Are you living by faith? Because it's an overflow of a foundation that is correct in that. What do you do when you hear the news after you've had a major brain operation and they said you couldn't live through and if you did, you'd have severe brain damage? To which I responded, I, I've always had that. And then the specialist comes back and said, on the scan, we've, we've found something, we need to do some more work. And I know that we said you'd be lucky to live through the first stop. And if you did, then you'd have severe brain damage. But we, we need to go back into your brain. We think we'd like to have a go at it. What do you do? I said, well, you're the expert. You know what I was saying on the inside? It's always been a but God story. In fact, for everybody in this auditorium, everybody watching the service, why do you trust so much on a prognosis, 
on what can or cannot happen medically, what has always been the way so far, as opposed to what God said the way could be. It's but God. So do you think you can do it? He said, yeah, I have, I don't know. I might have only met him in surgical rooms. I said, go for it, bro. It's about God's story. And today is a measure of the fulfillment of that. Just standing here. But I'm speaking to you, faith and faithfulness. You can't create what God wants in your life outside of faith. So if you're looking for all the natural things to come together, you're never going to see. Even God says, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Faith is taking hold of the unseen, the unknown, the unexperienced, but the truth that lives in your spirit and beginning to live that out. Remember, it's faithfulness. Faith and faithfulness. But I never really saw it till some years ago I broke the word down. Faithfulness. See, we think faithfulness is all about just being loyal. It is about being loyal, but it's more than that. It's about being steadfast on the word of faith. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot of things. I have things, even as a teenager, that were prophesied over me. I haven't seen, but I'm still saying, well, God, if it was you, it's going to come. Is anybody getting spoken to? Come on. One of the Bible says, Bible things is to respond to the speak. Well, it's not quite there, but <laughs> faithfulness. Because faithfulness is literally, faithfulness is trustworthiness. Can I trust the God that started the story to end it correctly? I can trust Him with that. You know, faith prioritizes God's purpose over, I've said this many times, our or mine outcomes. When I have true faith, it's not based on an outcome. So even if I got a prognosis, cancer's returned or you've got so much to live, it's kind of like, well, my faith is in God and His purpose over my outcome. When you get that level of revelation, you'll find peace like you've never known before. Because by the way, we're all heading for eternity and that's when full victory is revealed to each one of us. God is in control of that. Years ago, we had the opportunity to be in Europe and parents were born in Europe. We went to a place called Pompeii where they showed the old ruins that were made in stone and how they were rebuilding something. And one of the tour guys said, you see this road we're walking on? We obviously said yes. They said, do you realise the ones that started this road never saw its completion? In fact, many of the ones that have worked their entire lives, not just a season, not just until they get a pay rise, not just until all the conditions fit them, the ones that stay, they sacrifice their life to build a road that would last for centuries. Weren't motivated by anything, but just to be faithful about the promise of what could be. And I just pray that we don't become a church that sort of, we come because we get what we want. We come because of what we're building that's going to start changing the lives of generations because it's built on a rock that does not fail. And in that place is where God moves. Psalm 37, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. 
Again, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. But the desires of your heart are not fulfilled until you're at that place where you trust in the Lord and feed on His faithfulness. His faithfulness is to do what He said and to complete that for you. It's a bit like the metal in the concrete. When you think about the need for all of us to have faith and faithfulness, metal is crushed rock. It's the substance of the concrete. It's the thing that holds everything together and provides the strength ultimately for people to stand on and to build on. And I want to encourage you, rocks aren't built overnight. And we need to have that ability to keep pursuing faith and faithfulness. Second thought would be this, is that, uh, again, godly foundations consist of completed obedience. Easy to start the race. Easy to start believing God for a miracle and then it gets worse. Easy to say, you know what? I feel like we're gonna do this for God or I'm gonna do this with my life. Man, we're gonna get married. We're gonna have the best marriage we've ever had. And then you wake up in the morning. Come on, a month or two, a year or two into it, think, flip the egg. What did we do? And you know what? She's most probably saying, what did you do? Doesn't build overnight. Faith and faithfulness, but also completed obedience. The thought of you can get something from God, God asks you to do. We are here so many years on. We started this church, how many years ago was it now? 32 years ago, been in ministry 40 years ago. Along the way, especially as the church started to boom at the start, so it had many pastors from America, different places, knocking on the door, oh, we'd love you to come and pastor here. You know, you've got something on your life and salaries are good and the opportunity is good and the climate's good. Uh, anything they could throw, it's like, we won't, we won't even pray about it. Could God said, here until I speak different. Oh, you're blessed and you're lucky. No, 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 no. You just got to complete your obedience. What did God ask you to do? What has God given to you, entrusted to you? Well, you started well, but now a prophetic word changed the course of what God gave you. How do we know the prophetic word was exactly right? Test the word. If it aligns to obedience, people say, will you ever leave life? And I say, no, I never will unless God turns up. Come on. And he'd have to have Mary with him. (laughs) Joke. The mother to say, it's time to, no, there would have to be the amen of not just the people I'd like to hear from, but the people with wisdom. Otherwise, we're here for life. Not just life, the organisation, but for life in life. And if you had that kind of commitment to your marriage, if you had that kind of commitment to what God's given you to build, and you think, oh yeah, but boy, it's not going well. So here's an opportunity. Opportunities will come via the email. They'll come via other people's natural success. All sorts of things. But listen, this is what I'm encouraging you. Stay true to the wonder and the truth of what God has given you to do. And if you stay complete your obedience, again, literally, stay your ground. Literally, there's times I don't feel like it, haven't felt like it, but stay your ground. I would say this, that freedom is connected to obedience. I want freedom. Then just be obedient to what God's asking you to do. Yeah, but nobody else is doing it. I don't care what anybody else is doing. I want to hear what God's saying. There's only one foundation laid. That's Jesus Christ. Amen? Is this too much for everybody? I know you're taking it in. 
Because it's truth. I, I really want you to, I get stuck on this at this moment. I feel like the Holy Spirit saying there are so many people that started with what God gave them. And you're wondering why life is chaos because you went off track. What is your answer? Go back to the last thing God gave you and complete it. And if you do that, you'll start to see God's hand move powerfully. It's like the cement. When you're obedient, that cement binds. It's a powder that binds it all together and causes the foundation to become stronger. Third thing I would say is that godly foundations, again, they consist of God. I got stuck on this last time. Focused dependence. You've got to focus your dependence. I said before, you can focus your dependence on your gifting, on outcomes, previous success. You can focus on the negative things. You can focus on all kinds of things, but focused dependence, God-focused dependence. Here I am. I'm now 64 years of age, more than 40 years of ministry. Always try to help people. I still have to wake up daily and seasons where I get sidetracked and refocus does God think about that? What does God want of me? Okay, what do you wake up thinking about? What do you write in your journals? That will show you what you're focused about. And if we can have that God-focused dependence, we're going to see this daily sense of God moving in our lives and see our eyes directed towards the right source. Psalm 61 and verse 8. So I will sing praise to your name forever that I may daily perform my vows. Constant focus, daily re... That's why I would say to everybody, daily have, a, have your God space. Daily have your God time. Everybody does it differently. I have it on the run. I love, I can just focus. I can multitask. I find that so easy to multitask, but I have God zoned in. A camera that zones in on that, that spiritual camera that just touches God. Then the time where I'm focused on moving with that, but just be encouraged to stay with that. And that's like the water, that God time. That dependence brings the power of God. So again, that completed obedience, that focused dependence. And then the final thought as the team come and join me is that I think God, godly foundations consist of, again, personal perseverance. I think it's coming through the whole message, but why, are you, why, why have we given up? So as I said, let's talk to the road maker in Pompeii or throughout Italy, throughout Europe. You guys give up just because you had a bad year? You guys give up just because it didn't go the way you wanted it to go? We spent our whole life, our hands tell the signs of building something we'd never see, but will benefit someone else. Paul, do you, do you wish you never went through this? I wouldn't want it to happen to anyone else. But I wouldn't exchange it now for anything because it's built and building in me. Because of that obedience, because of that perseverance. I spoke to two guys, I don't know where they're at in their journey with God on Saturday. But I believe I could bring seeds of hope, refocus. Aren't we thankful for Jesus? You know how he lived his life? Everything was for you. 
not for him. It was for you that you might experience what he has already received and experienced as God. And I just pray that some of us will have a moment where we go, God, so what is it that I need to change? I said lasting foundations are gonna cost you more, but it's gonna cost you to persevere. It's a story told of a community where everyone had gone to bed, but there was out late one night, a family that had a visitor come, knocked on the door and they got frustrated or frazzled and they had no food in the house in preparation. So they ran and knocked on the door of a friend of theirs down the street and said, a friend of ours has just visited. We've got no food. Could you give us something? And the person in the home said, go to bed. We're all in bed. We're comfortable. We're where we want to be. We just, we're happy here. He said, but please, I need food for the people that are there. In fact, verse seven of Luke 11, do not trouble me, they said from within the house. The doors are now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I pay, I say to you, through though he will not rise, listen to this, and give to him because he is a friend, yet because of his persistence. To be honest, for me to preach, and I, I always say to people, so don't, don't say to be honest, because that means you weren't honest before. But. <laughs> for me to get up and read and preach, it's extremely hard. But by God's grace, I'm not trying to teach you something I haven't experienced. I gotta get up and persist. And yet, and yet at the same time I've learned I've got the Holy Spirit on the stage with me in the form of Scott, who is always persisted. By the way, the Holy Spirit uses all of us. And you are the only face. You're the only voice. You're the only hand that the world gets to see most of the time. And we're gonna build right foundations takes 28 hours for concrete to, to, to go solid and reach full strength. If you've ever poured concrete, and I've done a bit of it. You want to walk on it straight away. You can walk on it after a day. Day two for me, let's build the house. Build the shed, whatever we're doing, let's do it. But I've learned, don't build it now just because it looked good. 28 days. It'll take you a lifetime to build a godly foundation. Keep building. No other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid. It's Jesus Christ. Don't give up. It's not over yet. 
God's going to use it all. Come on, let's stand to our feet in every campus. If you can, look at me in the eyeballs from the screens. Look at me on the eyeball from your computer. I want to pray for you. And particularly, I want to pray for everyone that feels like they've given up or let go of something that God gave them. Because Christ is our firm foundation. Father, today I pray Holy Spirit, you'll come and do what no man can do, no voice, natural voice could achieve, no gifting could change, but God, your grace, your purpose can meet us there and we pray that you would come. Holy Spirit, right now, you'll move powerfully with our hearts and spirits to hear what you wanna say, to see what you want us to see and to catch hold that you are the firm foundation of everything and every part of who we are. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I trust you're encouraged by this incredibly powerful word. You know, you've always got a place to call home here at Life, and I want to encourage you to join us in one of our campuses in Auckland or Tauranga, or why don't you join us at Church Online. To find out more about life and to stay connected with us, why don't you visit lifenz.org.